podcast by singing glory days by bruce springsteen then i will shame and a new glory days what the fuck's what a speedball long wrong rhyme what glory is a speedball what do you mean a speedball it's a base it's a base it's a pitch oh okay yeah 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 that's a pitch that you see in, in any baseball game ever the speedball i i look <laughs> he can throw that speedball that's not a thing if I know it's not a thing, but if you were to tell me that Bruce Springsteen got something wrong about baseball <laughs> in the 80s while he was knee-deep in women, let's give him that one. I'm just saying, fastball is the same amount of syllables that fits the meter just as well. Curveball does too. Sure. Slider does as well. Knuckler. Literally, any actual baseball mm-hmm. pitch will fit in that spot. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh you know what, but again, I'm willing to give the boss a pass on this No, mm He's in New Jersey, the home of baseball. <laughs> when I think baseball, I, I think, think New, New Jersey. Jersey. And this is Cold Dog Soup Presents. That's disgusting. But Shawnee was right on top of things with that one because we are going to be talking about them old glory days. We said that we would try to stay away from music, movies, <laughs> and so we started the football and, and politics. But let me stay on glory days for a little bit longer. I'm not going to stop you from because staying on glory days. I remember it's like, just like that John Dow song we did here <laughs> that I titled "Glory Days Redux." When uh, I remember, you know, could still see him running. If sweet touchdowns, just to turn it on for the home team. I remember seeing that on VH1, seeing the video on VH1. and a video uh, for Glory Days? Oh, yeah, there's a video for Glory Days. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's uh, for old people. Like, this is a good song. National that's, Anthem must be on. But that's for old people like my dad. <laughs> and I remember, you know, I, you know, once every two or three months, I do a, a straight run through Born in the USA. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This now applies to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm only 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our... I just like that in that song. That <laughs> this guy's leaving the bar. Sees Bruce. He's like, you know what? I'm going in and have a couple more. Yeah, with yeah. The boss. Oh, yeah. Just me and the boss going to have a couple more. Talk about a speedball <laughs> that I used to throw. <laughs> Make you look like a fool. <laughs> speedball. God. Uh... Not to be confused with Fastball, who made mm-hmm. that song about those old people that ran away. I mean, he may have been talking the about... woke up. He may have been talking about a cocktail of drugs. That's a also speedball. a... speedball. <laughs> That's not a cocktail. It's just two. What's in a speedball? I think it's just cocaine and heroin. Cocaine and heroin. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Why do they call it speedball? They should just call it, like, Even Steven. Because that coke is going to bring you up, and that heroin's going to bring you You're not wrong, Shawnee. You should go into naming drugs. Because <laughs> these kids are doing a piss-poor job of it these days. They just take the drug and shorten the name or add a Y to it or something. Horse. Jim Jam. See, I didn't say shit like that. Zannies. Oh, yeah. Come on, kids. <laughs> Come on, kids. Get more creative. Uh, 
in our pursuit to talk a little bit less about movies, to get out of our comfort zone uh-huh. and not do what we're actually good at uh-huh. and bring uh-huh. you a little bit worse radio, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about where we are in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're relatively the same age. Sure. You're a little old, older, a little wiser. I'm a little bit country. And I'm a little bit rock and roll. I'm a little for supporting our troops. And I'm a little for bringing them home. So I think that we... <laughs> you know, uh, we're both pretty happy with our stations in life right sure, now. Sure, I got no complaints. Like... We got good jobs. Well, tumbling down around me. Don't matter. World's on fire. <laughs> well, I give a shit. Well, the world's on fire, but like our own personal lampshade's on fire. Um, is there is there a when's the last time you had a glory days moment when you're like, God damn, I wish there was. I mean, I, I wasn't like homecoming king. I was in the homecoming court, but it wasn't like homecoming king. I wasn't like you know dating the head cheerleader in high school, uh, in college, like. I had my own little circle of friends mm-hmm. um, that included uh, <laughs> free, <laughs> uh, free at Alabama and you at UEH, and you know, I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really like, I never really wanted to be in a frat. I never really kind of like was interested in that stuff, and that's very big down here in like Southern schools. Um, so I don't know. It, maybe it's because I've I've always been happy where I was or but like uh, right now I'm, I'm not really looking back I I wish I didn't like groan every time I got into my car <laughs> yeah that'd be great if my knees didn't feel like they were just uh you know I don't know a, a soft pumpkin on a spike that's <laughs> not <laughs> what my knees felt like I mean that'd be super swell if I could sleep at night without some sort of apparatus in my mouth that'd be swell I mean I wish I didn't have a doctor's appointment in January where I'm expecting the syllables pre-diabetes oh I get that one all the time but <laughs> other than that like you know happy I wish I didn't look forward to doctor's appointments now <laughs> I really want to find out what the fuck's wrong with me um, but yeah, has there ever been anything like... I said I'd quit having, having so many nosebleeds if I just get my finger out of there. <laughs> Matt Cramden. Um, Matt Wingdom. Winged, oh no. Have we, we, we've reached critical mass. I can't say words anymore. <laughs> so I was going to say, so it's Ralph Wiggum. Uh-huh. Was, 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 was the reference you were making. And then... And I was thinking Ralph Cramden. Uh-huh. And so I said Matt Cramden. <laughs> and then I can't remember what happened after that. Matt Cramden was in a little band called the Showboys. Uh-huh. <laughs> they played at the Crampton Bowl. <laughs> Whew, shit. To answer your question that you posed, I don't know, six to eight paragraphs ago. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I don't know, man. I don't know if I ever have a glory days moment. I don't... I don't look back not fondly on times, but it's never like, oh man, that was when I was at my peak. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because, you know, I like to walk around with a light melancholy most of the time. Sure. Yeah. Keeps you grounded. Keeps you from really looking back too is. fondly on anything. Um, you never forget it. 33 by the Smashing Pumpkins. Never. Ever. A little melancholy in your jangly walk. I'm never, I'm never more than six steps away from that song. But no, man, I'm like... <sighs> College was fine. Um, I went, I moved an hour away from home. Yeah. I went to school with uh, my two best friends in the world. Yeah. We all lived in, in an apartment together at some point 
We star-crossed homies. You had your old damn rap group. Yeah, the Monkey Boys were around. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was fun. Um, a lot of stories where I'm like, looking back, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could. No, because I literally could go do any of that stuff that I was doing then yeah. if I just wanted to right now. Like, looking back on that, I remember having to, like, and I'm, I'm not rich, but, like, I just, I, I do remember. He who has friends can never be poor. It's so true. But, I, you know, I do remember just kind of, like, be. I'm not rich now, but, like. Rich little. I, I don't, I, I do remember in college being like, oh, <laughs> fuck, man, like. No, I can't go out. Or no, I can't eat there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, let's go spend $50 at Buffalo Wild Wings. Absolutely. Which my, is difficult to hard do. Hard to do. With the great deals with they the have great at Buffalo values. Wild Wings. $5 pictures? Can you believe That's that? That's crazy. Brats, they're expanding their menu. Yes, we're letting the wild out. So they say. Oh, I heard they're getting new, new uniforms, too. <laughs> Nude uniforms. <laughs> no, I mean, yes. What I like to, to, what I like to have it on a whim one night to go buy some skull from a store, uh-huh. get in the car, go down to buy some skull, walk into the store, see a gentleman standing by the propane gas exchange with his pants almost falling down, uh-huh. say, uh-oh, let's avoid that dude, uh-huh. walk into the store, yeah. buy the skull, come back out, find your old skull ring girl, <laughs> see this same man with his pants now all the way down to his ankles, have that man... Ask your friend for help pulling his pants up. This happened in college. Having your friend say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. And having that old man point at your friend and say, you sorry motherfucker. And get in the car and laugh and go home? Yeah, that'd be great. But I did that. So hope sold dope so y'all don't have to. Point of information, <clears throat> and I'm completely serious about this. Mm-hmm. Did this gentleman with his pants down around his ankles asking for help pulling up his pants have arms? Mm-hmm. Okay. He had all the requisite abilities to pull up his own damn pants. He just did not have the current faculty to do so because he was drunk, as they used to say, Cooter Brown. Sure. Um, I, because I uh, was on a campaign in 2010. In beautiful Clinton County, New York. Uh, what I like to call the armpit of Vermont and Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just geographically. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Not that it's an armpit, but there was a gentleman who I believe was homeless and I believe uh, had some sub- substance use disorder issues. Um, and he had no arms. And he took a shit. <laughs> On the doorstep <laughs> of my boss's law office well, he at the it. time. He deserved um, it. Which uh, one person, I'm not saying it was me, but it was me. It was definitely stepped you. Stepped into it. Oh. Um, and I was like, that's definitely not a dog. If it's a dog, that's a sick dog. But like, the guy had no arms, so I'm like, how do you... Getting your pants off with no arms, you shimmy shimmy shake shake. How do you get them up? Do you like shimmy shimmy shake shake like back to your old reverse to- gravity man you just got to you just got to get a tip to the hip you got to weeble wobble don't fall down you go think back he did like a breakdance and headstand he he had he had some cardboard already laid down and he like got on his head and he did like a he did a headstand until like the centrifugal force of his jeans they were acid wash jeans like went back down and then he got back How and- can you confirm it was this homeless shit 
Apparently, he uh, brought a case to this law firm, okay. and case of shit. They basically said they it, it was it was it was like uh, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. That's what the yellow glow was. Um, but no, so almost uh, I don't look back on those days. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't look back on being in the streets of Birmingham for the uh, Magic City Classic. Uh-huh. Just riding in a car, trying to get to UAB, seeing a homeless man. Yeah. I've got a lot of homeless men college stories. Damn. And having one of your friends stick his head out the window and say, Hey, are you going to suck our dicks or what? And then speeding off at a red light. And then just looking back at the homeless man, just raising his arms up like, eh. How much money you got? Another day in the neighborhood. No, I don't look back on that fondly at all. <clears throat> um... We've we've mentioned this story a couple times. We met. You have a lovely voice, and uh, you demonstrated last week. Mm -hmm. Last freak. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Your last freak. Your ability to sing in a pretty solid Tim Curry voice. (laughs) I'm not gonna like you know we were we were next to each other just like we are now Uh and. I was taken aback because I genuinely love Tim Curry. I, that's just an aside. That's just an sure. aside. Um, Anything can happen on Halloween. A witch can turn into a cat. A very little known Tim Curry Halloween video. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes to Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. And they're... See, this is what I'm talking about. You can do Rocky... You can do Dr. Frankenfurter. Sure. Tim Curry. I think a lot of people can do that. No, well, you know, some, but what you just did, that's, that's a special kind of Tim Curry. Um, we've talked about the story before and I think we've never really, one of the things that I really enjoyed, despite the fact that I slept the whole way up to Cleveland, um, speaking of people yelling at people to perform oral sex on them, uh, can we talk about when we went up to Cleveland? Absolutely, it's a pivotal point in our relationship for a uh, for a Bob Dylan concert at mm-hmm. the Plains Dealer Pavilion. It's the dumbest paper name. It's such a dumb newspaper name. It is. It is. Well, Plains Dealer. Yeah, I mean Pavilion's not doing it, but Pavilion's uh, fine. I'm not sure. Pavilion was accurate. That yeah, was a Pavilion if I've ever been in one. Um, but we drove, you drove up to, from Huntsville, Alabama to Cleveland, which is a solid 10 hours. 9, 10, yeah. With your cousin and me. We're probably just as good friends as as we are now. Mm -mm. Mm No? No, it's the first time we've ever been in a car together for any length of time. You You can't be friends with anybody until you've been in a car with them for a certain amount of time. Have we been in a... Because I slept 90% of the time. You at least occupied the same space. Share the same space for a minute or two. We drove up there and I remember... For some reason, I had a weird like narcolepsy back then. <laughs> Undiagnosed where I was just sleepy. I was a sheepy boy. Just the sheepiest boy in the, the world. Time. And I, I, I don't understand it because I slept through a uh, fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. I slept through... I just always fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what it was because I'm probably in worse health. And I have a worse <laughs> diet. And I work out less <laughs> today, and I and like I'm awake all the time, and I can't sleep. Oh, there you go. So, um, 
we drove up there uh, with your cousin Jason, mm-hmm. who is a fucking fantastic individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you talk about? For, so one of the, one of the early memories of that road trip I remember is right after we picked up Jason in Nashville, we went to we went to a Jacks, and I think it was one of the first time I Jack in the Box, Jack in the Box, yeah. Not to be confused with Jack. No, and it was one the of the greatest first... fast food establishment on the planet. Jack or Jack in the Box? Jacks. I agree, yes. Um, but we went to a Jack in the Box, and I think it was the first time I ever actually saw fried macaroni. <laughs> yeah, Which is now, like, if you scroll... It's everywhere. If you scroll through, like, foodie videos on Instagram, it is a gourmet item. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember you saying out loud, it was the first instance <laughs> of you not giving a shit of what other people heard you say... <laughs> if y'all motherfuckers are the kind of people to deep fry some macaroni, jeez, I'm, I'm the, the kind, kind of motherfucker <laughs> that's gonna eat it. <laughs> I'm the kind of cat to dance with it. Right. I believe is what yep, you said. Yep, yep. And I was like, ah, this is forever. <laughs> These are the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so somebody threw a speedball and made you look like a fool. But so we got that. And can so can you tell the story of? You were in the. You were driving. Uh-huh. Jason was just like, "Listen, I'm I'm Matt's cousin. I'm gonna fucking be in the front seat this entire <laughs> don't night." Worry, drive. Don't you even worry about and, that, buddy. And, and I was like, at the point now, I might fight it a little, but I just don't care. Times have changed. I don't. I just don't care. So like, uh, there may have been a point since now and then when I might fight it, but. Uh, being in the backseat, especially with my selective narcolepsy at the time, probably worked out great. Yeah. But so I woke up and Jason wanted some snacks. Uh, now, I wanted some snacks. We had stopped and we had bought some snacky wax for the trip back home. And I bought, a, for whatever reason, I bought a box. Was this on the way home or the way up there? I think it was, I couldn't tell you. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I bought a box of something. Like a, I don't know if it was like granola bars or something like that. And um, I'd stuck them in the back somewhere, and I'm driving. And at this point, if it was on the way home, you know, I'd been driving. We drove nine hours up. We slept. We watched the show. And then we're on the road home that night. Um, I've been driving for a while. Um, and I'm a hungry boy. I'm a boy who wants a little snack time. That's all I want, a little snack time. A, cr- a proud boy? <laughs> what is the uh, foil to a cream daddy? Uh, go boy, go boy. Okay, we invented that. Jesus. Um, and I say, Sean, I stuck a box of snacks back there. Can you just grab them and hand me some snacky wax? Mm-hmm. It was daylight. Yeah, so it must have been on the way up, or it could have been way deep into the way back. That's yeah, possible too. Yeah, exactly. But I just hear some rustling around. You know, it sounds kind of like a bear has gotten trapped in the back seat, uh, and he's just pawing around, uh, <laughs> and he's coming up with nothing. I'm like, all uh, right. And so then I hear from you, are you sure you bought snacks? I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I bought some snacks. They're definitely back there. And you had like a three-seat, uh-huh, like we were in a three-seat uh-huh, vehicle. Uh-huh. So I think I like, I, I pawed around in the back seat. And, then <laughs> and I, I think you pawed around even back further. And then I was like, I like leaned over like the back seat to like look in the, the not trunk trunk. And like I couldn't find anything over there, mm-hmm. and I looked under the seat, and I was like elbow deep. Like you probably saw my like fingers <laughs> come up through my seat, yeah, like a Freddy. And I was like, I don't want to tell you, man. There's nothing <laughs> fucking here, okay? There's nothing fucking here because on the entire way, this is like the second time I, I saw your your cousin Jason, uh, who I count as a friend. I hope he does 
too now. He probably doesn't. The way you're laughing, he goddamn does he not? <laughs> goddamn does he hate me? Does Jason hate me? So like, but I'm just like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's make he's he's making fun of me, and I can't take it because I'm sleeping all the time. And he's like, hey man, you should maybe look some more. Yeah, they're there. And like, I think it was a very earnest, like, hey man, you can do it. You can do but it. But I'm like, buddy. this motherfucker, there's no snacks anywhere. And then Jason turns around, looks for 12 seconds, and unearths the snacks. From the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. Handicapped by a seatbelt. Uh-huh. By, uh, by. The seat, the console. By the, just by natural <laughs> torque from how his waist can move. I had all the space in the world. You had a very large car. Anyway. So we get up to Cleveland. <laughs> yes. I fall asleep watching <laughs> Harry Potter 3 with you two. Five. Go ahead. Harry Potter 5. And, uh... <sighs> that, well, we get to Cleveland, and this was a, this was sort of the weird time between technology where you didn't necessarily have the Expedias of the world, and you, yeah. you didn't really think about booking a room. You had one of these... Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, we're at the room. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you didn't, you just, that. that's not how the world worked at that yeah, time. We yeah. probably had MapQuest to get up there, quite frankly. Yeah. And um, we don't have a room. We don't have a place to stay. And so we get to Cleveland, like, what's well, fucking Cleveland? How expensive can shit be? Yeah. And so, you know, we see the first rooms are just a little more expensive than they should be. You know, yeah. what, what the fuck are we doing here? And so, we're going to try to find a room, and we go to the first place, it's expensive. We go to the second place, we don't like it, whatever. We pull in this third place, and we're going to send Jason in. This is when I fell in love with Jason. We're going to take care of the business because he was the eldest of us. He was the, had the most business acumen. We're going to send him in here to get this deal done, and I give him the instructions. Now, granted, we're in Cleveland in the mid two thousands. Eleven forty-five at night. Late at night. We are next to a Dunkin' Donuts like Taco Bell, yeah. which we now call just Diabetes Junction. <laughs> and um, this episode of Cold Dog Soup presents brought to you by Diabetes Junction by Insulin. Um, and we're going to send him in to take care of this business. So I give him some very simple instructions. Yeah. Um. Tell him you're Manny Ramirez because he might still be playing for the Cleveland Indians, but probably not. Probably was a Red Sox by then. Yeah. Um, but he was the first Cleveland Indian yeah. I could think of. Tell him you're Manny tell Ramirez. Tell him you're Albert Bell. Um, you just cork your bat and you're ready to play. Tell him you got $35 and tell him you got three hard dicks and you're looking for a place to put them. He gets out of the car. He looks back at the car and says, Manny Ramirez, $35, three hard dicks. Got it. And he walks in. <laughs> And, and he, he comes back out with keys. And he, yeah, he comes back out with like uh, one of those cards. Um, so we stayed there. Uh, we went to like an IHOP or a Waffle House or something like that. I think to be specific, and uh, credit to our sponsor, I think it was a Denny's. Okay. And we met a wonderful waitress. Wonderful waitress. And that is, that is when I my suspicions were confirmed that... You just don't give a shit about shit. So one of, one of the most one of the most difficult things one of the most difficult things in being in public with you is that like you you're very loud. You're gonna say what's on your mind, and you don't care what other people think, which sounds like admirable qualities, and they kind of are. But I get so nervous and so uncomfortable because these people don't realize we were in a Target today, and a woman was working. On her, like, you know, she was uh, 
sitting down, like, organizing pants or whatever, and her walkie-talkie went off. And you just went, yeah, you kill him, like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, they don't know you're not making fun of them. They don't know you're a solid dude. No, they don't. Like. They don't know. They just see, like, two bad boys. Two bad boys. (laughs) And they just think they're just, like. I told them to get on the walkie, tell security. A couple bad boys didn't show them. I, mean, I was trying to help them out. If security needs to know anything. <laughs> they need to know that there's a couple bad boys on premises. So we're at this Denny's and I think maybe everybody's just hitting on this waitress. Sure. Why not? I mean, we were punch drunk. We're hungry. Literally, literally like zero alcohol in our bodies. Yeah, we're just, like we're just out of, we're of, tired, we're just punchy. And, uh, you know, we're just having a good time with this young lady. She's having a good time with us. We're having a good time with her. And you look her straight in the eye. And you tell her, Mary, let me tell you three things. It's never planned. But it always happens. And it's always planned. And that's when I fell in love with you. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> I don't know, it, just, it makes sense. It makes total sense. It's, it's, it, I think it needs to be re-examined in the Me Too era. It certainly does. Um, I like to think of myself as an ally, and, uh. and one day I hope to be a feminist. Um, but I think I need to re-examine my previous actions as, as a quote-unquote man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In the eyes of the law. <laughs> but, like, that was something. So we... Went to the hotel, uh-huh. played some tummy sticks, and then uh, we wake up the next morning and uh, so the plan is the Bob Dylan concert doesn't happen until like, you know, five, six. Whatever. I have no clue what happened from the time we woke up. Now, I guess that's when we went to see Harry Potter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. We wake up, we're killing time, because I think we're waiting for, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to open. Oh, fuck! Oh, my God, that's all the... Oh, my God, the reason why we're telling the story. Yes, yes, please go ahead. Okay, yeah. And... So, we find a place to park, and it is... Are the Indians in, like, the ALCS? No, 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 no. No, 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 There's no, a no, Kenny no, no, Chesney no. concert. There's a Kenny Chesney at concert. At Indian Stadium. Yes. Across the fucking... Stadium, inter- but... Yeah. But, yes. So... We we park we, we we find a parking space for the Bob Dylan concert, <laughs> which is like you know a mile away from. I just want I want to go back to one point from earlier. Yeah, he didn't say Manny Ramirez. Jason didn't when he got out of the car. He said Manny three dicks. Yes, he did. So that, please, that's great. Manny three dicks. Got it. <laughs> please go ahead. But so the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was, I assume. <laughs> Near this episode's never gonna see the live day. Oh, yes, it um, is. I'm uh, streaming it live right now. I I assume is where uh, is is if we're parking to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then I assume that we are also parking to go to the yeah. It's all the same yeah. parking place, yeah. And <laughs> the Brown Stadium is an interstate. Like there is a massive interstate. Mm-hmm. Back in to your sadness. Which which is where which is where the uh, the Kenny Chesney concert is. And I'll um, never forget that that's all this is also a f- factory of sadness. Little Big Town is playing a cover of Beyonce's "To the Left," so that's the soundtrack. I'm sorry, but the song is called "Irreplaceable." Sure, whatever you say. Um, <laughs> that is the soundtrack to the following story. To the left, to the left. So we get out, 
And we're walking like, you know, quarter of a mile to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it is just like, I thought, I thought Alabama was a redneck junction. I thought East Mississippi was redneck junction. I thought the Panhandle of Florida was redneck junction. Mm-mm, folks, I am here to tell Appalachia, you. Appalachia, everything else. There are rednecks across this great land of ours. It is situated. And 75% of them in are northern in northern Ohio. <laughs> my God. You are north of Canada, and there are the most rednecks in the world, in, in the country. <laughs> um, Mind you, the concert's going on. Little Big Town is playing, who... Clearly, it's not the first act on the bill. No. They're probably two or three. I would imagine Little Big Town is... Probably, they're the direct opener for Kenny Chesney. Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me if this was like an all-day festival gimmick. Because it was still daylight. Why the fuck would Kenny Chesney be playing at oh, 3 yeah. o'clock? It, it was two or three. Yeah. It was definitely two or three. Yeah. So, there are a lot of drunk rednecks tailgating in the... See, that is where... Uh, Remember the story differently from you. Okay. Is, I don't remember I would a lot. Tr- I, I would trust you. I remember the two people you're about to talking about and virtually no one else. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, no. Listen, you're, you're absolutely This is right. not a tailgate scenario. I, I say tailgate because I just assume be, because yes. they were there. Yes. That, yeah. So, we're walking just through a sea of cars. Yeah, it's a parking lot. It's the, it is the... A massive parking a lot. massive parking lot. And we, we, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which we'll get to in a fucking second, uh, will, is, is on the horizon and we're, we're walking and there are two very drunk. Oh yeah. Women. Yeah. Sitting in lawn chairs. Sitting in, in lawn a parking chairs. lot. In the afternoon in Cleveland, Ohio. Which, I mean. Alabama. I don't even. Cleveland. Fuck, I forgot that sublime song. <laughs> Shit. I was so happy when I heard it. Me too. That was the first time I heard an Alabama city in any song. Um, but were they were they gesturing to me or to you? It was straight you. I was a little jealous. Well, you know, I, I feel so we were walking and Hankins, I will let you play the part of the uh, the drunk women in lawn chairs. Okay. So we're walking and then all of a sudden we hear, Hey! 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 Hey, there! My friend's got a wet pussy. She needs some help with it. I said, Sean, they're talking to you, buddy. <laughs> I've never looked more terrified. In my, I've never been more terrified in my entire life. Do you ever think back and like, what would it be like? What if I just like, no, what if I was walking and I just went, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, what if you just rip off your... My Your Buffalo future. Bills jersey. <laughs> and go after it. I mean... I wouldn't have to have to suffer through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In a Me Too world, you got Me Too. You were the tour. In me this. Too. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you get to that place in life where it's two in the afternoon. Uh, it just seems like me in 15 years. You don't have a ticket to see Kenny Chase. <laughs> that seems just like me. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't understand what you were saying. That seems like me in 15 years just trying to get my female friend laid. <laughs> hey! Hey! But asking for permission before I say something. She did. And she did ask. My friend, who's got a... 
Just a drip. That's what the kids say, right? Oh. Drip. Is that what that is? Is that what that means? That drip? Is that what they're talking about? Oh, God. I wish I wasn't taking a drink of my water before. Water. So that's like that too. cut you off a little bit. Forever wet. So we went to the Rock and Roll I like it when girls. I like it when girls Facebook and name are forever wet. It what does me that laugh. mean? Oh, you know what it is. I don't, when their Facebook name is that? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm... I can't go any further. You're going to stop me because I'm going to say something racial. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Huge disappointment. Oh, God. I, I can't say it's a huge disappointment because it's exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting like, yeah, we're, I'm going to see a Talking Heads uh, giant fucking uh, thing. And if you had? What if you had seen a giant Talking Heads Well, I don't thing? give a shit about anything right now, but like... <laughs> Back then, I would have been like, oh, yeah, man. I would have been, you know, taking, like, getting out my digital camera. <laughs> like, getting the, the settings right on it. And that film developed. When we walked in and the first thing I saw was the fucking Beach Boys. Oh. Just get out of here. Just take me out of here, Percy. Beach Boys, uh, a giant Weezer flying W. <laughs> uh, but what really killed it for me was when you got into the actual, 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 um, like exhibit area, there was a ten-year retrospective of the Warped Tour. Newfound Glory, some forty-one, Goldfinger. Like here's some old jackets that Parliament wore. Are you? <laughs> that would have been fine. That would have been fine. It was there, and it wasn't fine. But I like, saw Bootsy Collins shoes. There was there was a. <laughs> I remember there, like in a in a in uh, in a room, <clears throat> there was a like divider, like glass case of emotion, of emotion, to to basically give more space to like put more artists on, and on the side of one of those was the entire New Order exhibit. And it was just like, uh, New Order came from Joy Division and the name came from fucking like the Nazis. Uh, Mobile Terrace Apart. Um, huge disappointment. I have a vague recollection of there being a clash something and that being the only thing I was vaguely interested in. Yeah. And there was some talking head shit. And then I saw Rick Hall's bass, and I could have lit a fire to the whole. But the thing is, it's place. just like I don't know what I was expecting it to be, but it, it's just like the talking heads thing was specifically like record covers, and it's like <laughs> I can go to my fucking house. And see that. I don't understand. It's just in a gross, dusty crate. I, I like don't. I can see it there. Could you imagine working for a museum? <laughs> You spend all this time putting together these things that you try to make. But for like a a museum that's done well, sure. I'm here to tell you, can a museum be done well? Yeah, it can. Give me one. Give me the fucking great motel uh, museum motel museum experience you've had. There, there. I like the time I played Street Fighter at MoMA. That was dope (laughs) as shit. I didn't know you could do that. Um, now, th- there are plenty in D.C. I genuinely like the uh, the portrait gallery in D.C. Uh, there's a lot of cool shit also. Yeah, there's pictures. You can't see them nowhere else. <laughs> there's, a lo- there's a lot of, like, interactive stuff as well as, and, and there's, like, modern stuff as well. There's uh, the Hirshhorn, which is the D.C. equivalent of the MoMA. Um, but I get it. Like, we I- got Google now. 
Yeah, <laughs> but like you can't see like the brushstrokes and stuff like that. Nigga, you ain't. I enjoyed going to the Getty like the one time I was in LA in 2005 and seeing Jackson Pollock's He's lying. He's lying to you through a microphone. I wouldn't have admitted I that the only. I wouldn't care about any of this. I wouldn't have admitted that the last time I've gone west of Houston was 13 years ago. <laughs> if if I was lying. Um then we went to Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I think that was my first Dylan concert. I think it was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was good. It's fine. I really do get annoyed when people are like, "Oh, you can't understand anything he says," and blah blah blah. I think that's just what people say when, like, they. Yeah, it's one of those gripes that stop. It's it's one of those gripes that I now gripe about. My brain's like shut. My brain yeah. shuts off. Oh, man, you didn't play Rainy Day Women. Go home. Go the fuck home. <laughs> that's really funny that that's... The... Stop being here. No, they would say, I'm really daddy... Uh, <laughs> I'm really daddy he didn't gullible boy this up. Glock. I'm really dad is something somebody would say on a... Uh, uh... I, I want to say M- Macaulay Culkin show. What is the guy who does the paternity test? He's married to Connie Chung. Maury Povich. Maurice Claiborne. <laughs> Defensive back, Dallas Cowboys. LSU Tigers. <laughs> DBU. Um, but like, I, I forgot what I was saying. I'm but, really dad. I'm really dad. No, uh, what I... <laughs> I, it, it, it's really annoying when, like, uh, oh, yeah, anybody saying I'm really mad they wouldn't play Rainy Day Women, woman. Definitely is not calling it Rainy Day Women. They would say I'm really Man, mad. They would play say, everybody get stoned. Yeah, exactly. So it's about smoking weed. Anybody who gets annoyed at Bob Dylan concerts, they're going to name his songs, whatever they're called, on, like, the Napster files. Yeah. The, <laughs> dot Flack. The cos- they think all the songs in Dot Flack. Whatever, whatever they got off LimeWire in 2002. The last time I saw Dylan uh, was in Chattanooga. <laughs> God bless her. God bless her heart. There is this fucking hill woman that came down from the mountains to see Dylan at the Tivoli. And, um... You know, he's made his last three records are just covers of American standards. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you, it's not my favorite thing. I almost listened to one today. It's it's just not my favorite thing. I don't. He's made fifty records. He's done everything he can do. I'm not begrudging him. I'm not saying, come on, dude. No, do it. He has earned the right with me to do what the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, but as anybody who's seen, you were very kind to discourage me from going. Yeah, you don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. As anybody who's seen Dylan, you already know the arrangements are going to be different. It's not going to be, you're not going to be singing yeah. along to the shit. Um, and this poor lady, you know, she knew Dylan from whenever she knew Dylan. And she's leaving the concert and she's just got the most fucking Tennessee accent ever. She says, I don't understand it. I saw Fleetwood Mac three weeks ago. I knew every song they jammed, they played great. I didn't know fine he did tonight. I was like, lady, he played Blowing in the Wind. <laughs> so... Ma'am, he he played Tambor, Mr. <laughs> Tambourine Man literally three times. Yeah. <laughs> it was the whole first time of the show. Like you just couldn't understand. You didn't recognize the arrangements. But I mean, come on. That's actually interesting because I've always been the the type of person that gets a little like I I'm, I was telling you before we we recorded this talking about going to Jason to see Jason Isbell. 
I'm a seat snob mm-hmm. because like I don't want to sit in like the like upper deck four at Brian Denny Stadium, to, you know, to see something. Whenever like my friends post something at like the Verizon Center in DC, like oh Beyonce, Lil Wayne, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, I'm just like, dude, you spent two hundred dollars for like shit you just could have you probably can't hear mm-hmm. and you're and for the for the privilege to pay $19 for a beer mm-hmm. like great seats man really mm-hmm. great seats like it's not worth it mm-hmm. you're just seeing fireworks and that's mm-hmm. it um so if I'm gonna if, if I'm gonna go to a concert it's gonna be at the uh, like U Street Music Hall like when we yeah. saw Mike Cooley um or it's gonna be like a place sounds from his Every time. <laughs> um, His record of new material. Like, I, I was wrong about one thing in my life. There's just the one thing. But no, we, uh, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna do that for for anybody, but Bob Dylan, like, I've, I've seen him, you've seen him 80 times. Sure. But, like, I think I've, I've probably seen him seven or eight, and... He is the one act that I will go to every, every single time I can, if I'm not like given good information like like you gave me that I'm really not going to enjoy him. You're just going to complain. Touring on like the the standards, yeah. you know, American standards. But um, I mean that show we saw at the uh, Patriot Center, George Mason University in Fair- in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. I mean, I still remember exactly how he played Forgetful Love yeah. from his 2009 record. I mean, <laughs> so... If there is a thing from the glory days, I do miss. It is that. It's that, like, I don't... I went to a show every fucking 15 minutes, it felt like. I saw everything everywhere all the time. If it... Anywhere that is it. from... That is it. Yeah, the circle... There was a circle from... From, like, Little Rock up to Cincinnati... Um, Knoxville, Atlanta, Birmingham, anything in that circle. Huntsville, Shoals. Yeah, anything in that circle, I'd go to the show. Well, and, you know. I saw the fucking Black Crows 19 times. <laughs> Didn't buy, because they were, they always wound up on a package show with Dylan. North Mississippi Black All-Stars. Crows? Yes. Yep. Are they the same thing as the Cobb? The Cobb County Crows? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, North Mississippi All-Stars can't. Tell you how many times I've seen them and their Tyrannosaurus Rex arm bassist. I did see Kate Hudson on the side of the stage one night, um, but I saw I saw all I saw a lot of bands. That yeah. is the that is the thing I miss. Is that and by the way, great way to loop this all together. Um, Radio baby broadcasting. <laughs> um, I think that's that's really the thing because. I definitely went to a lot of shows, certainly like senior year, high school, and then through college because a lot of bands that I was listening to came to Tuscaloosa, uh, came to Birmingham, uh, not so much to Huntsville, but like Atlanta was right there, Nashville was there. Uh, I uh, I went to see OAR at like Oxford at some like bar called Alabama or Mississippi, uh, Mississippi. None of these. Some, are. I saw the Mellow Mushroom in Hartford, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they were eating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck! Are you that guy from OAR? Are you the Asian saxophonist? Um, but uh, saw uh, better than Ezra way too much. Uh, saw them at a soccer field at Sanford Stadium. 
Or not, not Samford Stadium, a uh, soccer field in Samford University. Jesus. Samford Jesus. in like Birmingham, not Palo Alto, <laughs> California. Um, but specifically related to you, that's what I genuinely miss is going to Florence, going to <laughs> the Smokehouse, going to uh, what was the the place in Sheffield? The Tavern. The, ta- the now defunct Tavern, which is like we, we saw some... Uh, you know, your friends, I count them as, as our friends, uh, playing in a band called the Sons of Roswell. And there was some manic band of Japanese students. <laughs> Still don't remember their name. From the University of North Alabama, UNA, over in Florence, Alabama. And <laughs> they were just the fucking best. <laughs> they rocked their balls off. Yes, they fucking they did. so hard. I still have, like, pictures with them. It's fucking amazing. Um, I bought them a Heineken because they were underage. <laughs> yes. I, I do miss seeing them. I saw a lot of bands, be- you know, not before they blew up. like, Or maybe they never blew up, but they were really, they were the, everybody. There was a band called Southern Bitch that I saw open for um, <laughs> Drive-By that Truckers. That sounds like something you call <laughs> I think I saw him open for Centromatic. I think they yeah. might have opened for Counting Crows at Sloth's Furnace. Planet Inc. Planet Inc., who still may not be legal. You brought me to a Mexican restaurant in oh, Florence, oh. Alabama. Uh, again, the now defunct La Fonda, where Barry Billings, who, is, who has been a part of so many, so many fucking bands uh, in one way or another... Uh, that's where Jason Isbell got to start. The now fucking international superstar Jason Isbell. Um, I mean, I remember when, like, he showed up at the. We talked about it a lot, but the concert at the Smokehouse in Florence, <laughs> Alabama, where like we were all smoking cigarettes uh, at the at the back door, and he just he he was like Matt. I remember you. What's going on? Tell me everything. <laughs> just fat ass alcoholic Jason Isbell. <laughs> Pre or post marriage to Shauna Tucker? That was <laughs> that was post truckers because the four hundred you didn't exist. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Yes. Uh, like right before brand new kind of actress, like all. This no, those songs existed. This would have been hell when you saw him then. That would have been the time between. I mean, uh, Sirens of the Ditch and before. In Jason our eyes, like a superstar, and I was like, I can't believe I'm. Like sitting, standing next to in the freezing fucking cold. Yeah, and Kevin Keenum is climbing a wall across the thing. Um, but yeah, that was the crazy thing about that was like this was just a dude I knew. Yeah, it's it's very it's still very weird. Yeah, uh, it's very strange because. But to his credit, I ain't never seen that motherfucker and he didn't speak, and that always goes a long way with me. I tell you, Jason Isbell. I have never seen somebody quit drinking and write better country songs about lost love and death. And I, uh, that guy is something. He's special. a rare, I mean, like, he's a 1% talent. Like, there's, again, that's a dude I know, but I like to think that I know what good songs are. And he don't have too many that aren't very good. I fucking agree. Can I get you to end this episode with? We talked about. We just talked about Barry Billings. We just talked about Lafonda. Can I get you to end? And you know exactly what story I'm talking about. I I have told people to get, to endear myself to them, like it happened to me. 
Can I get you to tell our listeners the story about Barry Billings breaking up a fight while on stage at a Mexican restaurant in Florence, Alabama? First of all, folks, Barry Billings may be the third or fourth best person to ever be on this planet. I'm not going to put him number one because I believe Jesus was really here. But anybody other than that, other side from my own mama, I'm not going to put ahead of Barry Billings. I'm five, right? Mm, we'll, we'll talk. Asterisk. <laughs> With a bullet. Um, but Barry is just a dude who is giving guitar lessons. He's played in bands. He's done all this stuff. But at any rate, he's he's always been good to everybody. Like Solid a, fucking huge, dude. His he, son's awesome. All, every, all of them. The whole clan of them are just great folks. And he played at La Fonda forever. And I went there all the time, and he had a drummer who was a, a, a hot looker. Cute boy. And by the way, uh, La Fonda is a Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. where you basically walk in, and there's an acre of uh, <laughs> traditional like uh, table restaurants to the right. And there's like maybe a little bit, like a couple tables of that up front. And then there is just a... A, a cavernous back room. Where just... The Shoals' best musicians come to play. Yes. Jason Isbell got his start there. The drive-by truckers got this. All those cats. All those cats that could pick their asses off would just come and play with Barry because Barry let you sit in. Iguana party. Fucking iguana party. Um, And so, this drummer had a a salt-of-the-earth girlfriend but was not about to take no shit. Off. I was thinking about this literally two days ago. I don't know what reminded me of it. I think about it every day. Um, She wasn't here to take no shit. And some girl was making googly eyes at this drummer. And uh, she just kept going up the stage and she danced right in front of the drummer. And um, at some point, this girlfriend got tired of it. And, you know, she told her, hey, you know, that's my man's and them. Fall back. Well, this girl had something smart to say. Next thing I know, I just see a cigarette fly into this girl's face. And I remember the ashes just exploding on her face. And they lock asses, as we say back home. Yeah. And there's, it, it's a, it is the stereotypical girl fight because they go straight for the hair. And they are really? locked up. Each of them's got the other one's hair and they are locked in. Can't is, nobody... Barry, is Barry playing while this is going? Um, it, it started during the song. So yeah. the song, they stop. And, and the drummers... In my mind, it's a cover of Cabin Down Below. <laughs> it probably was. I don't know. That was a Danny song. It was a different drummer. Um... So the drummer's telling his girlfriend, let go, let go, let go. And I just see Barry put it, he's calm, puts his puts his guitar down. And Barry just talks like this all the time. And we always would, would mess with his son. Such like, man, I know you would just rather Barry yell at you and scream at you rather than just give you one of his talks. He's, Dude, y'all don't even know how right you are. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> he, was, he was the pro, he was just the, son, the dad to the universe. Like, let me sit you, down, you would let much rather you. him be angry at you this. than disappointed. I know what it feels And like. that's where he was. Sometimes I don't turn in my homework. <laughs> Sometimes I get bad marks when I do. And so Sometimes I watch I like him. I watch him put down. his guitar down. Look at these two girls. He's, he has not said a word to this point. He turns his head sideways. Very real question. Is there is the rhythm guitar going on? Is the drumming still playing? I think everybody is, stopped. Oh, okay. Everything is okay, stopped. Okay. And um, two girls fighting. Everything stopped. Yeah. And Barry's on the stage, which is like a solid six inches off. Right from where this is happening. Yeah. Um, and he turns his head, 
and he takes out both his hands and he just starts moving toward the girls. I'm like, what the fuck is Barry doing? Because now I'm like, one of these words is Barry. I'm going to go upside their head. <laughs> like, I cannot let this go yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I see him reach in and he grabs each girl by the thumb and he just pulls. And they instantly break apart. Gently guides them. Now, mind you, he is a gentle man. Yeah. Not a big dude. It's like five six. But he's been playing guitar for forty years. Yeah, yeah. His grip is like a vice grip. They they molded the gorilla grip. <laughs> right. Them. So he pulls these girls apart. After the thing's over, I'm like, Barry, what were you doing? And he tells me, I heard it somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but if somebody's got your thumbs, you gotta go where they take you. <laughs> That is what he did. So when life grabs you by the thumbs, folks, you just got to go where it takes you. And you know those are the glory days. <laughs> this has been Cold Dog Soup Presents. That's disgusting. <laughs>